0: series we will explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries we will help you explore your future apprenticeship options.
1: My name is Kit Rackley and my pronouns are they them and I am a NECO Higher Education and Apprenticeship Champion for Take Your Place. Today we talk about apprenticeships at the Crown Prosecution Service or CPS for short. We talked to James Dillon, Ella Burrow, Ellen Mason and Izzy Elwood. All four currently have jobs at the Crown Prosecution Service, but all have completed apprenticeships with them. James now works as Human Resource Officer. Ella works as HR Manager. Ellen works as HR Officer. And Izzy works as Recruitment, Marketing and Communications Assistant we will get their experiences of doing an apprenticeship with the Crown Prosecution Service. They will tell us a little bit about what the courses were like, how they first became interested in apprenticeships and their route from GCSEs to them, how they found the interview process, what a typical week is like in an apprenticeship with the CPS, what's it like earning a wage and what kind of support do you get and some of the highlights. Let's have a listen. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Take Your Apprenticeship podcast. We are again joined by some lovely people from the Crown Prosecution Service. Now, if you've not heard the previous episode where we talked to James Dillon and Izzy Elwood, they're joining me again today. So you both say hi. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Yeah, So James and Izzy gave up their time for us last time and talked about from the CPS's point of view about how they offer apprenticeships, the kind of roles that you could do at the CPS and the, the jobs that they do. So do give that a listen. Um, so if you're coming to this episode for the first time, strongly recommend you listen back to that one. But joining myself, James and Izzy today to talk about being an apprentice at the Crown Prosecution Service. We're also joined by Ella and Ellie. So welcome to you two. Hi, hi. I don't think there's ever been five of of us on one of these podcasts before so we're going to give this a go. If you introduce yourselves and you can say what you briefly quickly do at the Crown Prosecution Service and the apprenticeship or apprenticeships that you did at the CPS.
2: So my name's James Dillon and I'm a HR officer for our Early Careers team. When I joined the CPS I completed a, a level two and a level three in operational delivery and all of the work is completed online and you're assigned a talent coach as well who helps you with the deadlines.
3: So I'm Izzy Elwood, Um, I'm the recruitment, marketing and communications assistant um, in the strategic resourcing team. Um, When I joined um, the CPS um, a little under three years ago, I joined um, on the level three apprenticeship um, in operational delivery. Similar to James, everything was done um, online Um, and we got to speak to a talent coach um, and work with them to complete the apprenticeship. Um, I'm Ellen Mason. I'm a HR
4: officer in the recruitment team for the CPS. Uh, So I'm similar to James and Izzy that I started about two years ago as a level two business administration apprenticeship, which was 12 months. Um, And now I'm doing a level five CIPD qualification in HR.
5: Hi, so I'm Ella Burrow. I'm the HR manager on the onboarding team in the strategic resourcing team. I joined the CPS again two years ago on a level three apprenticeship in operational delivery. So I just finished that in December just being um, and the same again it was it was done online um, mostly.
1: I want to kind of get this kind of sense of Um, When you join as an apprentice, as we want to try and communicate to young people listening, that it is it is employment. It is a job. And of course, just like any other employment or job, one of the things that people are very nervous about is, am I going to fit in? Am I going to make new friends? Am I going to be able to uh, work very well with my colleagues? Let's start with that, therefore. So you four know each other very, very well. Let's go with Ella first. Ella, how did you feel? when you were starting up your apprenticeship would, were you nervous Were did you know people already when you met James Izzy and Ellen for the first time you know what how did that feel what was that like for you?
5: So I was quite lucky when I started my apprenticeship so I started alongside James we started on the same day um so it was almost like having a, a little buddy to go through the process with um so that was like a really good part of it however even if that wasn't a thing um the thing about joining as apprentices i think it's kind of well known that you probably need a lot of support it was i know for me personally it was my first kind of proper office job if you like um, and having to make friends that way so i found that everyone in the office was just really supportive really friendly everyone was like willing to help everyone was willing to chat and um, it, it was a great experience for me and as i say i was just lucky that i had james alongside me as well
1: that's a ringing endorsement james so would you do you want to naturally follow on from from ella from your experience
2: I was about to exact uh, saying the exact same thing as Ella, uh, so we started at the exact same time. I remember just walking through and seeing Ella there, um, and I, I was like, "Oh, you started today?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah." And we were both like, "Oh, we've got someone." So uh, that was like a great introduction, to be honest. But uh, just to like repeat what Ella's just said, then even if we hadn't started at the same time, there's always been someone who's been able to offer a helping hand no matter what grade. Um and because there were so other uh, so many other apprentices on our team and um, I feel like we've always had that helping hand since we've ju- uh, joined at the CPS which has been like a big factor to be honest because I'd worked in an office space before this role uh, doing another apprenticeship um, and I felt like th- when I was doing that I wasn't really given the support that are required but in this role I've had so much support throughout that it's just been like really essential to my learning throughout.
1: That's very, very good um, indication to anybody listening that if they're going to go for any kind of apprenticeship with any employer and training provider is is to ask those kind of questions, you know, am I the only apprentice starting? Uh, will there be a group of us? You know, um, how will I be able to get to know the rest of the team? Uh, and we'll talk about the kind of support that you were given as apprentices a bit later. Going to Ellen now. Ellen, what made you decide that you wanted to go down the 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 apprenticeship route? And and you said that you you're now doing a level five, so that's absolutely fantastic. You're now moving on to that kind of diploma, foundation degree level. So so congratulations to that. I hope that's all going well for you. So what made you th- thought that apprenticeship was the right route for you? Why do you not take a different route?
4: Uh, well, thank you. So for me, I actually did. I went to university, um, but I felt and I studied history which I really enjoyed but when I came out of university I didn't like a lot of people had no idea where to go or what to do with it um, and I felt like I didn't really have that kind of work experience that was potentially needed and um, so when I saw kind of the CPS were advertising for apprentices um, and specifically in HR for me that was something I was quite interested in to kind of get that hands-on experience in a, in a more practical way for me you know, earning the money while you're also learning has been a, a massive help. So that's kind of, it was just something I came across and I thought I'd, I'd give it a go and it's it's been completely the right decision for me and I'm really grateful for it. Um,
1: Izzy, was that the same for you? Did you have the same kind of feelings as, as Ellen there about the reasons why you wanted to take an apprenticeship rather than go, or did you do a different route and then swap to the, pre- or, or did you go straight into an apprenticeship after after leaving high school?
3: Yeah, so I um I finished my A levels um, and I had actually applied for university. Um, but I'd say just before I did my A level exams, I dropped out um, of my application. I withdrew my application to university. I just didn't think it was right for me. I was almost applying because that was kind of the thing that everyone else was doing, and I just I ha- I just knew instantly that that wasn't right for me. Um, so. After I left school, I ended up um, working full time at my part time job, which was um, in a care home. Um, So I was part of the catering company there. Um, And then I saw the apprenticeship um, advertised um, for the CPS. It was actually in a different team within HR, not the um, team that I'm currently in. It was um, the talent management team. So I applied for that um, around April. Um, in 2018 and um, obviously I got it and um, but yeah I just I, I didn't really know what to do and I think taking that year out after school enabled me to kind of think about what I wanted to do and it just so happened that this opportunity came up and I applied and I obviously I got it.
1: You're saying such a common story from what you know we've heard particularly on guests on the podcast that quite a few guests have said I was expected to go to university or all my friends were ex- were going to university all my teachers were were gearing me up to go to university but they found that the apprenticeship route was was seemed to be more suited to them and I think for people listening that's absolutely key is for them to make informed decisions and it's quite clear from me anyway that from what I've heard you just say is it and, and Ellen is that you were making informed decisions and not to be afraid to make uh, a decision based on the information that you've got uh, So thank you very much for that. What was your route from GCSEs to your apprenticeship? So um, did your A-levels inform your apprenticeship or was it really your apprenticeship was like nothing to do with your A-levels?
3: No, um, my A-levels actually, I think, pushed me towards doing um, the apprenticeship. I did um, an A-level in business. Um, I'd also done that at GCSE and I was um, really interested in that. And I'd also done um, law, a level um so as soon as i saw um, an apprenticeship within cps i did instantly think oh that's something that i could maybe go for and that looks quite interesting and something that i'd like to develop in even if it's not on the legal side and was obviously more on the operational delivery side um i did think that having my a levels did benefit me but then now in the role that i'm in um I'm still going back to stuff that I've learned in my A-levels and my GCSE. I did GCSE and A-level graphics and I'm currently um, moving towards more into the graphics side of marketing. So there's definitely been a crossover between the stuff that I've learned in school and then being able to apply it into my day-to-day job and my apprenticeship as a whole.
1: Ella, what was your route into your apprenticeship? Was your, was your GCSEs, A-levels or Level 3 qualifications heavily influential to do your apprenticeship or was there other other things involved as well?
5: So I'd probably come at it from a different angle from Izzy completely I'm probably the other side. So my GCSEs and A-levels really had not much at all to do with the apprenticeship I'm in. So I completed my GCSEs and then went on to do A-levels at sixth form. I did uh, maths. The maths and physics and then after that I just had no idea what to do because I'd kind of picked those A levels because I was good at them in school and um, I didn't really think about what I would want to do with them career-wise and then I took a gap year after my A levels and um, just to kind of make make sure I, I chose the right thing like whether it was uni, whether it was a job, whether it was apprenticeship and funnily enough I came for an interview for this position I think it was a year after i left so about late 2018 and then i got put on the reserve list and then I'd, it'd been like a few months and i hadn't heard so i just decided that right i'm just gonna have to go to uni i never wanted to go to uni um but i just kind of thought at this point i don't really have a, a, any other choice so i did that and just before i signed the lease on my accommodation i got offered this friendship that oh, wow. was kind of yeah it was really strange timing and um, but i was absolutely made up because same as Izzy I just never ever wanted to go to university at all and um, I knew it wasn't for me but it might that might provide hope um, to anyone who is doing kind of A levels at the moment and thinks they're not relevant to maybe and um, the business sector or any career they're, they're interested in and um, mine had nothing to do with this apprenticeship.
1: <laughs> and that's really really good message is that you know some apprenticeships will have entry requirements will say that they would like you know a level three or a level in this that the other or a GCSE or a level two in this that and the other some apprenticeships don't mm-hmm. um but and also perfect example of yourself there Ella is is don't give up the ghost if you're really keen on something because you never know if it might you know because you could have easily have retracted that apprenticeship thinking oh they're never going to get back to me I'll just email them and say I'm not interested again and go to university but you didn't do that and everything worked out for you so yeah so that's a really really good message I'm going to go to James now because James last episode um for those who haven't listened to it yet and again they should um you use this lovely analogy about stepping stones i think ella's journey or both izzy and ella's journey really just kind of gives that really good kind of stepping stone kind of aspect to it you know that some stepping stones will lead you to the apprenticeship you want to try and go for some of them may may lead you in a complete direction but you're moving forward anyway so Ah, uh, just to echo that your stepping stone analogy that you beautifully lose uh, last episode. But what what about your journey, James? What was what was yours like? Was it more like Ella's or was it more like Izzy's?
2: You know, it, it's kind of similar to both in a sense. Um, I think overall, I, I was really stuck when I finished school. I had no idea of uh, what I wanted to do next, so I kind of just decided that. And I would pick a subject that I I really enjoy doing. So I I wanted to um, go into media studies. And so I decided to go to college and to do like an an A level fast track um, for media. But I I got like halfway through the course. I remember um, there was this one day where the whole room were like filling in uh, like an application to university, and I was just sat there thinking. I've never like envisaged myself going to university so I I felt a little bit like pushed into doing this application and I remember going up to the teacher and saying oh I actually don't want to go to university can I just continue this course and maybe develop my own like career in a sense but they were just like whoa you need to go to university if you're on this course and that just give me like like warning signs straight away so it, Mm. it led to me dropping out of the college that I was in um, and going into it like i uh, uh, i ended up doing some volunteer work and um, and then from that I, I ended up going to do a difference apprenticeship for a an agency and then that led me to another role that i was in for around four years and um, but i was always in the mindset that i was not at the place where i wanted to be so as i mentioned earlier you know that i feel like those are the stepping stones uh, which brought me to this apprenticeship that i seen on civil service jobs um, and I read through it and I always always heard about like the benefits of being in the civil service and the progression and um, that was on offer. So I was really like attracted by that aspect um, and when I actually left school, I didn't have a, I didn't obtain the equivalent to a CM Maps. Uh, so the great thing about the apprenticeship is if you didn't um, attain a C, in maths or English, you're actually uh, provided with a second chance to r- obtain a level two, which is the equivalent. Um, so that was another factor of me applying for this apprenticeship. To be honest, um, I was I applied for the role, uh, same as that. I got placed onto a reserve list, um, and then I was waiting around. To be honest, in my previous job, just fingers crossed that something would pop up. And then six months later, luckily enough, something did arise, and I just went straight forward. To be honest, and never looked back.
1: we'd like to take a break just to ask you to help us with some feedback. We aim to raise higher education aspirations in as many young people as possible, so your feedback will be welcome. To do this at your own convenience, please visit tinyurl.com slash tyapod. If you missed that, not to worry, you can find the link in the description. Thank you. Now back to the podcast. this is such a great range of, of experiences and and Ellen we, we don't want to miss you out here so what about you? what about your experience?
4: Yeah so I was um, obviously quite different than James and Ella and Izzy in that I did go to university um, but actually it was probably I had a similar thought process that they had at the beginning whereas I didn't really see another option and um, it was kind of the expected route for me um, and I think for me it was it was the right thing to do because I I, w- I didn't feel ready really to go into the world of work, really. I want to stay in education a bit longer. Um, but then, so I had that kind of panic three years later when I realized I didn't know where I wanted to go with it or kind of um the experience I wanted to gain from it. So I kind of had a similar point when this apprenticeship came up that I had thought I had that thought process. oh, I'll just give it a go and and see what happens. um. But obviously I came from a slightly different route.
1: I want young people to listen to this and go to and, and not feel disenfranchised or devalued about themselves. You've all come from different backgrounds, you've all had doubts and second thoughts at some point and this is just a fantastic example of how you know of communicating that that is totally okay and it never leads to the end of an opportunity the end of a road if you're not certain if you need to um rethink your or even as you know as james in your example you know or having to stop something halfway through because you don't feel it's the right way forward never 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 be ashamed to feel those kind of things and so thank you so much you for for sharing that because i think that's really gonna speak to the heart of a lot of young people who are really unsure about their future right now that it's that things can chop and change um you mentioned a bit earlier about the um the benefits, which which is most common about apprenticeships, that you are you are getting a qualification while you're being paid, and there are no thick um, course fees or tuition fees, things like that. I want you to be really honest with me. I've, you're not going to get in trouble with your employers because I've, I'll ask this in a certain way, but but they know that the pay is important. And James, you mentioned last episode again, some of the rates are fantastic actually for for apprentices. Um, so just give me a score out of ten. How much out of ten did you think that the fact that you got paid and there were no student debt being involved was important to you when you were applying for or you were trying to hope to get an apprenticeship. So score out of 10. How important, James?
2: See, so because I've done an apprenticeship prior um, uh. to this apprenticeship, I'm kind of comparing them. Um, in a okay, sense. Okay. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to go out and give it a, a straight out 10, to be honest, just because I think with the salary that you get, um, alongside uh, the qualification that you gain towards the end of it. Uh, for me, like for someone who's just coming out to school, our apprenticeships are just kind of a no brainer to go for just because they offer so much with such a competitive salary. Um, like I said earlier, I remember the day I got into the office um, I was already really like ecstatic about the salary I was going to be getting <laughs> and to be told after six months it would be rising um, to like the higher spot it's that like blew me away and I remember going home to like my parents saying can you believe that like my salary is going to be riding right to this when I've been on like an apprenticeship in the past which was like less than minimum wage so that for yeah. me that that's like some of my reason behind why I would just give it a straight out of 10.
1: So is it out of 10 how important was this element of of no tuition fees and a wage while you're doing this?
3: definitely a 10. I really can't give it anything <laughs> less
1: to be honest, it's definitely a 10. Fair enough, Ella?
5: Completely agree, 10.
1: Okay, is it going to be like uh, Strictly Come Dancing where we get full score, uh, Ellen?
5: It is, it's going to be a
1: 10 for me as well. <laughs> okay, I, you know what, I'm not really surprised to be honest but um, there are people listening who are seriously considering university and we know that the, the student debt issue is another discussion and Students shouldn't be worried about it, but it is a mindset, which is which is very important. And clearly it was very important to you for. And while, while I've got everyone's listening, a really good website that people may be or may not be aware of is uh, Martin Lewis's Money Saving Expert, which is absolutely fantastic. And there's a student section that they can look at for some really good independent financial uh, advice there. OK, Um. let's gonna, we'll look into the apprentices that you did in particular. So um, let's go with we'll go with uh, Ella and Ellen. Um, who wasn't on with us last time. Uh, Ella, just paint a picture for for us about, you know, when you were doing your apprenticeship, what was the the role like? What was the training element like? Can you paint us a picture for us for a typical week?
5: Yeah, so the way it works in our organisation in particular is we get 20% off the job training um, and that's throughout the whole kind of duration of the apprenticeship. So that equates to about one day a week. So four days of the week would just be kind of normal, um, doing stuff for work, that kind of thing. And then the one day of the week we'd have an apprenticeship would be, we'd normally take it, you know, completely turn our emails off, um, turn all calls off and stuff, and just be able to focus on the apprenticeship itself. Um, and it's just kind of a case of getting on with. A lot, of, a lot of it was, as we said before, it was kind of online learning, so online sheets and worksheets to fill in. Um, but you'd also have about once a month you'd have a meeting with your talent coach and um, so that could kind of fall on that day as well and that would just be to make sure you're on track with any, everything if you had any questions that kind of thing you could hash them out then um, and yeah there was there was also kind of a lot of trackers that we had to fill in um, which is something that really helps me because even if you didn't get you one day a week say one week you're really busy in work you could kind of use other things that were part of your job um to put on your tracker. So say if you went for a training course, that would count as learning. Um, and okay. so it, it really made me more mindful of what I was actually doing in my role.
1: And yeah, and that's a really good experience of what the jobs really, really like is that we most jobs you can do what's called CPD, don't you? Continuous professional development, and that's just a nice little, and it's lovely that that fed into your qualification as well, rather than it being on top of. Um, Ellen, what I'd like you to do is is also give your, you know, what your typical week for a level two was like, but for for those who are thinking about those higher levels. How do you expect your level five course to be different from your level two? Because clearly, um, you know, there's a three levels difference. You know, it's, it's the equivalent of a difference between a GCSE and a, and a foundation degree. So start off by telling us about your, your experience of a typical week for your level two. But what are you expecting it to be different? How are you expecting it to be different for your level five?
4: yeah so my week as a level uh, doing the level two was very similar to ella's that it would be you know you'd have your 20 percent off the time um training you'd have your online learning um and it wasn't necessarily that strict in that some weeks you might not you might feel like you don't need any kind of learning time and then the next week when you might have a couple of worksheets or assignments due you take a little bit extra and um, so it was kind of a bit more flexible in that sense um and like ella said as well i'd have kind of um, it used to be face-to-face uh, meetings with a tutor once a month and we'd kind of talk through any issues I'd had and any questions I needed answered and things like that. Um, so that that was really useful and it was a really good foundation for me um, to then move on to the level five, um, which is obviously, like you say, it is quite a big jump and it's not a jump I did straight away. I didn't finish my level two and then straight away go on to the level five. I kind of had a a a year or a a year and a half i think without doing any other apprenticeship and just kind of gaining that work experience um but for me the level fives it's just a bit more um in depth in in kind of what i'm learning so it is hr specific i kind of it's a bit more structured in the sense that each week i've got certain tasks i need to complete um kind of i've got an assignment every i think it's around every two months which are obviously a, a a bit bigger in depth so before I'd have an assignment that could be a thousand words and now I'm doing five thousand so it's kind of the jump in that sense. Wow. Um, so it, it is definitely a jump but it's something that you also kind of get the additional support with from your online tutors in that you meet a bit more regularly they kind of provide a lot more um, on, online teaching um, and something I've found as well and I don't know whether um, Ella and James found this and Izzy with because they did the slightly different apprenticeship to me to begin with um, but the apprenticeship at the moment really tries to get you involved with people of your cohort so they might not even be necessarily working for the CPS but as an external provider they kind of put you in contact with other apprentices doing the same work and that's been something that's been really really useful for me um, to kind of speak to people completely in a separate job and a separate organisation but having to go through the same sort of assessments and assignments and kind of all getting to know each other and getting to know what everyone's doing has been really interesting.
1: I guess the training providers taking people from all kinds of employers so do they actually do things together and mix things together so that is a fantastic insight and I'm and I'm I'm going to and listeners I'm going to be determined to see if I can find out to what extent how common that is uh, whether some training providers do it more than others or clearly the Crown Prosecution Service and their training provider do it um so that's a really interesting insight thank you so much for that Ellen so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to ask each of you a different question so the first question I'm going to ask is um, think back to the time that you went to interview. Okay. Can you give us maybe just a 60 second summary of what that interview experience was like? What advice would you give to your slightly younger self? What would you say? So, what was your interview experience like, and what tip would you give to your younger self? And that's going to go to Izzy. I'm
3: um, just thinking back to when I did that <laughs> interview because it was well over three years ago now. Um, I mean, Obviously I was nervous. I, w- I really was very, very nervous. It was my first um, proper face-to-face interview um, that I'd ever done um, since leaving school, to be honest. Um, around the same time I was applying for other jobs that weren't necessarily an apprenticeship. so um, But this was the first interview out of all of them. So I was very, very nervous. Um, but I mean, I, I walked in, um, I got welcomed by, um, one of the panel members i know that now um we have designated facilitators that come and um meet with um the person that's being interviewed um but it was just one of the panel members that came down to get me they took me up to um one of the conference rooms um in the york office um and i just sat down i mean everyone was really lovely um i was actually being interviewed by um the team that were going to be taking me on um that was obviously members of the um HR talent management team, um, and I just because I'd never been in an interview experience before, I think I just went in, and I think that actually did benefit me because I just I just went in and I was just myself, and I just answered the questions. And I, um, I mean, we do like I say, it, it has moved on since I did my interview. We now use um, success profiles, so that's part of the um, civil service wide um, interview and application process but at the time it was just a competency-based interview Um, and I just went in and I was just myself and I think that that kind of benefited me because that got that enabled them to see me as a person and I think that benefited me in a way that they could just see that I was just a genuine person I was just really keen to progress and look for um, the right opportunity within that team.
1: And and honesty is the best policy, because if if you get the job as you hope, you know, you could be spending months, years with these people. They're going mm-hmm. to get to know the real you anyway. So yeah. honesty up front and being yourself is always a very, very good, good piece of advice. A good top tip there, there um, Izzy, for your interview. Right. So the next question I'm going to ask is um, if you moved away from home to do your apprenticeship or you lived at home, what was it like being independent? for the first time or if you were living at home what was it like still living with your parents while you were doing your first time job so Ella what was what was your experience with that first kind of break with independence I mean was you at home or did you move away to do your apprenticeship
5: so I stayed at home to do my apprenticeship I've still never moved out since
1: (laughs) okay Um, what's that been like for you
5: yeah it's it's been great to be honest I'm quite lucky I got on with my my mum she's the only person I live with but the office that I was doing my apprenticeship in was in Liverpool and I lived in Southport, so it's about um, a one-hour drive mm-hmm. or commute on the train. So it was quite nice having that kind of break away from just staying in the town that I live. So the job I had before, um, I just worked at a bar down the road from me. So it was my first time kind of going into the city centre, um, and so even though I didn't live away from home, I had the independence in that way, and um, so that was really
1: really good. So I'm guessing that your your mum's like yeah like Ella like. She's an adult, she's grown up, she she goes ahead, she does what she wants and it's just, mm-hmm. um, as long as you're doing your chores and what, do you pay rent just out of interest?
5: Yes, I do pay rent, <laughs> <laughs> especially since I got this apprenticeship, started getting paid, she was right on that, Um, but yeah, no, she's happy to kind of let me get on with um whatever I'm doing, yeah. she trusts me, so I'm lucky.
1: Yeah, and of course it's 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 personal circumstances. So, you know, some parents will say, No, you you you're fine, we you know or just pay us some little allowance or something. Yeah. So it's all on personal preference and and young people, you know, you, you work that out with with your folks and of course but or you may decide to move a move out of a home for you know your own reasons so always think about what we said a bit earlier about informed decisions and things like that okay so the next question and we've got two people to answer this so okay actually i'll ask the same question to both of you remaining so james and and ellen i'm gonna ask you this question i'd like each of you please to tell us um something so a highlight you had of your apprenticeship so your fondest memory of your apprenticeship perhaps uh, it, it could it could be a bit of fun you know it doesn't have to be about the job itself it could be something to do with your colleagues as long as you're not going to get anyone in trouble obviously so so James we'll, we'll go with you first what can you have you got like a fond memory or a highlight of your apprenticeship
2: to be honest and uh, they might be sitting there cringing at me but I'd probably <laughs> just say yeah uh, meeting everyone on the team and um, because ever since like I've met everyone there's just everyone on our team has just been so friendly and so helpful throughout and I real really feel that um, they've been like a big impact in my progression as an apprentice and like I've helped me to get to where I am now so without them I don't think I would be in the position that I'm in right now so like my fondest memory is like being with them and like even out of work we've you know, done things together as a team, had like little team nights out. And it's all been great, to be fair, just to get to know everyone more on the team and um, to, come, you know, work hand in hand with them to complete our day-to-day tasks while uh, working alongside other apprentices who have got so much in common with you and doing the same things. It's just all been such a great learning curve.
1: Oh, that's really, really nice. And I, I, I do pick that up from all four of you, actually. So, Ellen, yourself, just to finish off then, what, what would you say is your fondest memory or your highlights of, of your apprenticeship?
4: Um, yes yeah, so I do have to agree with James that obviously meeting everybody on the team has been amazing and I think you know like you said before it's it's really nice that we all kind of get on and we know each other really well um, and then just kind of on addition to that I can remember a day where like we had an apprenticeship day Birmingham and it would be apprentices from all over the CPS kind of all meeting for like a team building day, kind of a networking day and I can remember that being a really interesting day and experience as well because we could go with members of the team but then also meeting the wider apprentices across the CPS and doing some fun activities and things like that so that was another highlight for me as well
1: it's absolutely been a pleasure to not just chat to you for the podcast but also to meet you and get to know you and and this is one of the delights of the job that i have so thank you james thank you izzy thank you ella and thank you ellen for joining me today it's been an absolute pleasure
3: thanks for having us yeah thank you thank you it's been, it's been you. really
2: enjoyable it's been great thank you
0: Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our future podcasts at soundcloud.com takeyourplace or on your favourite podcasting app. You can also find us on Instagram where we are at takeyourplace underscore he, on Twitter at takeyourplacehe and on Facebook at facebook.com slash takeyourplacehe. You can also email us with any questions, requests or just to let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk.
1: We very much welcome your feedback on this podcast episode. This will also help us to raise higher education aspirations in as many young people as possible. To do this, please visit tinyurl.com forward slash T-Y-A pod. That's tinyurl.com forward slash T-Y-A pod. You can find the link also in the description.